Section 41 of Gatsby. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Gatsby by Ernest Vincent Wright. Chapter 41. Christmas, gay and happy in Gatsby's mansion, was soon far, far back. Robin or two was hopping about on his honor's lawn, looking for a squirming lunch. Lady was taking short walks with Nancy. Kathleen happened to go back to work in our big hospital. Lilac, Syringa, Narcissus, Tulips. Hyacinths burst out in a ride at bloom, and a bright warm sun brought joy to all. And so this history found his honor on his porch with his post, as a young lad coming up said, Good morning, sir. I'm soliciting funds for a big stadium for Branton Hills, which will furnish an opportunity for football, polo, Whoa, said Gatsby, putting down his post and looking critically at his young visitor. You look a bit familiar, boy. Oh, ho, it, if it isn't Kid Banks. Oh, pardon. Alan Banks, son of Councilman Banks. You young folks grow up so fast, I don't know half of you. Now what about this soliciting? Who is back of you? Branton Hills Organization of Youth, Part 2, sir. Branton Hills or... <laughs> Upon my word, who is starting this group? Mary, coming out from his honest parlor, said, Oh, I forgot to notify you of this. Norman has got about fifty kids from grammar school boys and girls, anxious to follow in your organization's footprints. Was Gatsby happy? Did Gatsby thrill? Did that long-past happy day float in glowing colors through his mind? It did. And now that old, hard-working bunch of kids, grown up, now with kids of its own, that loyal bunch of young sprouts was taking root, was born again. Oh, how youth crawls up on you. How a tiny girl almost instantly shoots up into a tall, charming young woman. How a top-spinning, ball-tossing, racing, shouting boy looms up into a manly young chap in military school uniform. Gatsby was happy. For wasn't this a tonic of his spinal column? So his honor said, Alan, I think Branton Hills will officially aid this stadium plan. I'll put it up to council. But Alan Banks, not Kid Banks now, was just so old to know a thing or two about council bills, and out as a solicitor, naturally sought a good showing on donations one. So said, A council donation will fit in grand, sir, but how about grouchy old Bill Simp? Trot along, Alan. But how about this stadium? I doubt old Bill trot along, Alan. What Mary had said was a fact. Norman Antor had not only fought a military war, Norman Antor also fought an inward war, a war which fought him with gallon jugs, small filials, spoons, mixing apparatus, and a stumbling, mumbling stupor. Norman had fought with about two million lads in that military war, but now, with no aid but a strain of good blood, starting way back of his carousing dad, but, as such traits may, skipping a notch or two and implanting in this young lad just a grain of its old nobility of mind, was fighting again, and just as any solitary young chap amongst those two million loyally did his part, just so was this tiny grain now doing its part, fighting valiantly in his brain. It was giving him torturing thoughts in army night camps of a darling, loving young girl part of his own family, growing up in a pool of liquor, 
Thoughts and night camps of Branton Hills patrol wagon trips to jail. And darn that thought of Virginia. Virginia drunk by his own hand. Ugh, why not chop that stinking hand off? And on coming back to Branton Hills, watching that darling Mary in Salvation Army uniform, tramping, talking, praying for just such low-down liquor hounds as, oh, it was an awful fight. A long, brain-racking onslaught against a villain shut in by walls of iron. But though Norman Antor's night camp fights with Norman Antor had put a big kick in his wish to lay off that stuff, just a final blow, just an awful brain-crashing blast was still missing, so that that big right hand might point skyward to clinch that vow, and that blast was waiting for Norman. To anybody standing around, it wasn't much of a blast, but it was. It was a mighty concussion of TNT, coming as Mary, young, loving, praying Mary, said as his arm unwound from around that frail form, Why, Norman, not drunk? God! What flashing, shooting, sizzling sparks shot through his brain, up, out, in, all kinds of ways. What crashing bombs. And that first calm night at old Lady Flanagan's porch, that moonlit night of bliss, with soft cuddling, snuggling, laughing, crying, darling Mary. I say! Norman was shouting, inwardly. That night of bliss was a night of bliss, and don't anybody try to say that it wasn't for it was a night on which a young man's soul was back, back in its own mind, now full of God's incomparably grand purity. Lady Gatsby was visiting Nina, sitting in that big front parlor. Virginia sitting calmly rocking, and, hmm, that was about all Virginia ought to do just now. A young high school girl coming in said, Good morning. I'm soliciting funds for a stadium for... Marion? sang Aunt Virginia. What's all this? You soliciting? Why not? said Marion brightly. Norman Antor's Organization of Youth Part Two is soli- Norman Antor's what? And Virginia was all agog in an instant, as Marion Hopkins told all about it, and with childish flippancy forgot all about soliciting, saying, I was told that Harold is giving flying instructions. Do you want to fly? My, I do. I did, said Virginia softly, but not now and Marion was a bit too young to know why Lady Gatsby was smiling at Nina. As Nancy found out about this, on Lady Gatsby's coming back to lunch, that old Branton Hills matron, as Gatsby found a lot of fun calling his baby girl, nowadays said giggling, No, Virginia, you'll stay on solid ground. End of section 41